Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is September 24th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you today on another great episode of the All Rookie Podcast. It's been a tremendously long offseason. I'm so glad to be inches away from the season starting. Preseason should start in about a week. The NBA regular season is about a month away. In the preseason, which is so close, so close, (laughs) we should see a lot of activity from our rookies. You know, it will determine who will be getting minutes, who will be getting an opportunity, who could possibly be making a team, or could be possibly being sent down to the G League for a long amount of time. The Summer League was a great preview of what was to come, but the competition was a lot lesser than what it's going to be in the preseason. So some rookies that performed great in the the Summer League will barely get minutes in the preseason or may not perform as well. But still, very exciting time for these young guys, and I can't wait for that to start. On today's episode, I'm going to go over our rookie contracts since the season is starting. We're going to go over and let you know if you're interested to see how much these rookies will be making. You know, I hate to be counting their pockets and everything, but, you know, these draft contracts for rookies are slotted. But it will be interesting for you to see who also has not signed a contract yet. There's only one American-born player that has not signed his contract yet. That is EJ Liddell. And that is because he tore his ACL in Summer League. I am sure they're going to go ahead and give him a slotted contract. And they're just probably working out the kinks and everything of it. Normally, when you get hurt, you still get paid. New Orleans should take care of him. It's not going to be that much money for them. But we'll see what happens with EJ Liddell. We just have no news yet. And the players drafted around him, basically, he's going to be averaging averaging around $1 million for this year that he's going to miss. So they they can pay the man for that. You know, hate to see those injuries. And we'll get into a couple other injuries in a little bit. But let's start with the highest paid player in the draft, the number one pick overall, Paolo Bancaro. If you've always wondered how much does a rookie make, this is what the top rookie makes. It used to be a lot more in the past. But they have narrowed that down. You know, there's no more holdouts for the most part. And everything is slotted. Like I said, the number one pick signs a four-year contract. And it's for $50 million, slightly over $50 million. And that's going to average around $12.5 million per year. Now, that is extremely great value for teams. And it helps teams continue to build and become better teams. If it was like the old days, like famously football was like this. I remember Sam Bradford was getting like $30 million for, you know, before he even played a game his first year and the team was terrible. But Paolo Banquero making $12.5 million, it's $11 million cap hit for this year. It's not going to hurt the Magic at all. You know, they still could bring in superstars if they had a better team, you know. Not gonna pile on on the magic, but you know that you would think the first the first pick in the draft would make a lot more money than that. When you have guys in the NBA making thirty and forty million dollars, some of them are not even superstars, and and really good players making money in the twenties of millions of dollars. But you have a the first pick in the draft only making twelve and a half million. That is a great value for your team. 
So we have seen OKC and Utah pretty much demolish their team to get these draft picks. And one reason they can have so many is because they're not making any money at all relative to superstars. Chet Holmgren's contract, four years also. I'll go ahead and let you know every first round pick is on a four million, four year dollar, ah, a four year contract, pardon me. But it starts to drop off by pick, by pick, by pick. Chad Holmgren's is four years, 40, almost $45 million. So that's going to average around $11 million per year. Obviously, he got injured horribly uh, in the offseason during the summer league. He was playing. It wasn't the summer league. He was playing in a tournament and got injured, fell on LeBron James. You know, that's the, that was the biggest news for our rookies this offseason. Horrible, horrible news. And they say there's a chance he could possibly come back near the end of the season. But OKC has no reason to risk him, his health, his future. So Chet, unfortunately, the most polarizing prospect in this draft, we will not get to see until next season. But, okay, you know, I've seen that he's filed for a disability contract, but his contract is $11 million a year. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. They're going to try not to pay him as a full amount. I'm not sure. But as it is, it's around $11 million per year. <clears throat> and now for number three, Jabari Smith, he signed a four-year deal as well, $40 million. So that's around $10 million per year. So as you see, it's incrementally getting smaller, but that's still a great deal for Houston. And, you know, it sucks for Jabari Smith because he was, up until the last minute, expected to be the first pick in the draft. So he lost $10 million. You know, a lot of people saw, oh, man, that's messed up. He thought he was going to be the first pick. Why didn't Orlando tell him? But the worst part of that is he lost $10 million overall, falling two spots. So that hurts. I mean, you got to feel for Jabari on that. But he could be in a better situation with Houston and make more money in the long run. So everything happens for a reason. Everything works out the way it's supposed to. Then down to Keegan Murray, four years, $36 million. Jaden Ivey, four years, $32 million. Benedict Matherin at number six, four years, $29 million. Shaden Sharp, four years, $27. Dyson Daniels, four years, $25. Jeremy Sohan, four years, $23. Johnny Davis, four years, $21. And so those are your top 10. And, you know, you go from $12.5 million to $5 million. From 10 picks down. And that's kind of ridiculous that the 10th pick in the draft is making roughly $5 million per year. I mean, it's kind of highway robbery. <laughs> you know, it's not really fair for the teams. Like, say, say for instance, I have great faith in Benedict Matherin, and he comes out and it's just lighting up the league, you know, scoring 18 points, five assists, four rebounds per game. He's playing like a $30 million player. He's going to be making around $6 million, $6, 7000000 million a year. So, And they're locked into that contract. NBA players don't really hold out. So, But then you have on the other end, he comes out and is playing horrible, averaging three or four points for years. He still gets that four-year $20 million, $29 million contract. So it's a little give or take. It's a lot of hit or miss, but... A lot of times guys do not mind going early second round because they're going to get a three-year contract or a two-year contract. And if they outperform that contract, they can easily 
get a bigger contract than some of the guys drafted much higher than them. So that's just a range right there, 1 to 10, 50 million for four years to 21 million in four years. Big drop off from 11 to 20. Uh, that's 21 million also to 14 million. And then from 21 to 30, that is 13.7 million to 11.2 million. So Peyton Watson, the last pick in the first round, signed a four year, $11.2 million contract. So break that down. That's around 3 million per year. So from number one, 12 and a half million to number 30, three and a half million. It's just very interesting how it's sliding in. It's kind of surprising that the players union allowed it to be this way, but it does help the veterans and it doesn't, you know, kick make the veterans make a lot less money than they would if these rookies were coming in with guaranteed huge contracts. So give or take, like I said, give and take. And that's how it works out. For second round players, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, normally a lot of times you'll see a guy drafted higher than another player get a two-way contract and a player drafted lower will get a guaranteed contract. I know that happened with BJ Boston last year. He was drafted in the fifties and got a guaranteed contract. And then Nemius Cato was drafted 40th and got a two-way contract. So it's very interesting how teams value prospects. It goes with the money they have to spend the roster size they have, and that depends on players' contracts and where they will be playing next year, whether it's on the team or in the G League. Now, the four-year contracts go all the way up until pick 33. That's where Christian Coloco signed a three-year contract worth $5.2 million. And then 35, Max Christie with the Lakers signed a two-year contract. So you see the drop-off there. The Lakers have to have the space for him. They have a lot of players right now. They do not have a lot of money right now because, you know, they're playing, paying their big guys a lot of money. But 36 is where it gets interesting also. This is the first international player that has not signed the contract. Gabriel Presida, more than likely, each of these international prospects will be returning overseas and will not be playing with the NBA team this year. Gabriel Presida, and most of them, are very talented, but not quite ready. So that gives them time to still play overseas and the NBA team holds their rights. So Gabriel Presida should be back overseas, probably in Italy, no contract yet. Jaden Hardy should have been a lottery pick in my opinion. Signed a three-year contract. Talifia Diop, international player, no contract yet. So we will see. EJ Liddell, like I said, injured prospect, no contract yet. They should take care of him at least on a one-year contract. And then it goes to, you know, we're getting into one-year contracts now. Bryce McGowan's signed a one-year two-way contract. So that's not a fully guaranteed to be on a team contract. He could be in the G League all season. He could play amazing in the G League and get called up to the Hornets. Same for Trevor Keels and Musa Diabate. Both one-year contracts on a two-way. Then, like I said, player gets drafted later. Ryan Rollins at 44 gets a three-year contract, and he's injured as well, possibly out for the season. But the Warriors went ahead and took care of him and locked him in on a three-year $4.8 million contract. 
So you know that has to sting for Bryce McGowan, Trevor Kills, Musa Diabate, who were all drafted before him. But they're going to have to fight it out in the G League. Now, Ismail Kamagate, probably international, no contract yet. Vincent Williams with Memphis, he signed a two-year contract. It's a two-way, but it's a two-year, not a one-year. That's good. Kendall Brown, who's with Indiana, he fell, you know, possibly 30 picks lower than he was projected. Gets a one-year, two-way contract. That is not good for Kendall Brown because he may not have a ton of opportunities to prove he's worth a big contract, but we will see. Could be good, could be bad, depending on his opportunities. Isaiah Mobley, Evan Mobley's brother with the Cavs. He's on the Cavs as well. One-year, two-way contract. Mateo Spagnolo, no contract, returning overseas. Tyrese Martin, now here's another one. Tyrese Martin, the 51st pick in the draft from UConn, signed a two-year contract for $2.8 million. No two-way. He's on the team for $2.7 million. So that's great for Tyrese Martin. And that doesn't mean you won't be in the G League. I think he still could be sent down, but he's got a fully guaranteed contract. He doesn't have a two-way contract. That is great to be the 51st pick in the draft. Carlo Makovich. He was wondering if he could go in the draft, out of the draft. He pulled his name in, pulled it out, put it back in. He's going to return overseas as a 52nd pick in the draft. Really talented. Not quite ready, but really talented. J.D. Davidson for Boston signed a one-year, two-way contract. Then we have Yannick Sosa, Guy Santos, Luke Travers, all going back internationally. Jabari Walker. Think about this. Think about this value right here. Jabari Walker, and great news for Jabari Walker, the 6'9 power forward from Colorado signed a three-year contract, $4.8 million. It's not a ton of money, but to be the 57th pick in the draft and get a guaranteed contract is tremendous for him and the team. You know, there's a lot of guys, like I said, in front of him, even 10, 15 spots ahead of him that do not have this type of a guarantee in their contract. They could be out of the league in one year. Jabari has that three years locked down, and he was barely drafted. And last but not least, Hugo Bosson is returning to France, so he does not have a contract. So it's always interesting to me to see these contracts, see what these guys are making, see who signed, see who has not signed. I remember Josh Giddy was one of the last ones to sign last year. It's like, what's going on? What's he doing? But I guess they were just working out the kinks. But those are some of the news and notes from the drafted players that are signed and unsigned. And we're also going to get into some undrafted players who signed two-way contracts. Let's get to it. For the Hawks, they have Trent Forrest, Jared Culver on a two-way contract, Celtics, J.D. Davison, and Mifondu Kibangele. The Nets signed Alondis Williams. David, David Duke was a rookie last year, but still, those are their two two-way players. Hornets, as I said, Bryce McGowan's, the Bulls, Justin Lewis, and bad news for the Bulls and Justin Lewis. He did get injured in this offseason with his knee. He's going to be out for the year. He's a player that should have been drafted, but this draft was pretty deep, and there was two draft picks that were taken away, teams violating rules. So a lot of good players that should have been drafted were not. Justin Lewis, one of those, but he's out for the year. For the Cavs, I mentioned Isaiah Mobley. 
for the Nuggets, Colin Gillespie for the Pistons, Buddy Beheim for the Warriors, Lester Cunones for the Rockets, Trevor Hudgens, Pacers, Kendall Brown, as I said, Clippers, Musa Diabate, as I said, for the Lakers, Scotty Pippen Jr., who played great at the Summer League, and Cole Swider played great as well for the Grizzlies, Kenneth Lofton Jr., and Vince Williams, and Kenneth Lofton, I mean, and his summer league performance was incredible. He looked like he should have been drafted, no doubt about it. For the Heat, Darius Days. For the Bucks, A.J. Green. Got some more news for you from the Bucks in a second also. For the Timberwolves, A.J. Lawson. For the Pelicans, Darion Sebron and Isaiah Brockington. Love both of those players. The Pelicans are really knocking that out of park with the talent they're picking up. For the Knicks, Trevor Keels. For the Magic, Kevon Harris. The Sixers, Julian Champagne. The Suns, Dwayne Washington Jr. The Kings, Keon Ellis. The Spurs, Dominique Barlow and Jordan Hall. Two guys I'm really high on. Hope they get an opportunity. Very talented players. For the Raptors, Ron Harper Jr. For the Jazz, Johnny Juzang. And we also have Marcus Zagorowski for Brooklyn and Makur Maker with the Wizards. He signed an Exhibit 10 contract. That just means that basically he's going to get a tryout for the Wizards. I was big on Makur Maker last year. Hope he gets an opportunity to do some good things this year or at least get an opportunity. Get a, get a, give him a try. Give him a try. Very talented. In my opinion, he's in the same vein as Chet Holmgren as far as talent. We'll see what happens. Uh, another More news from Milwaukee. Like I said, Ibu Baji and Iverson Molinar, two very talented rookies undrafted, were waived by Milwaukee, but they've been waived, signed, waived, signed. I don't know what Milwaukee's doing. I think they're trying to manipulate the you know their contracts, but more than likely they will be in the summer league and given the opportunity and probably be on a two-way or just play with their G League squad this year. I love Iverson Molinar. I mean, he's a super talented point guard. Ibu Baji, big center, needs uh, needs some more time to develop. And so that breaks down our news as of now with the contracts, the rookies, the injuries, you know, the unsigned rookies. I figured this would be an interesting episode for you guys. Great way to get back into the season. You know, we're, we're not too far away, so we're almost there. Thank you all for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Going to have more coming soon. See you next time. I'm out of here. Peace.